Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show lined up for you today, including we're going to visit with uh, Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our uh, the president of the Florida State Senate. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. So great guests lined up for us today. It is March the 21st, and on this day in 1804, after four years of debate and planning, French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte enacted a new legal framework for France known as the Napoleonic Code. The Civil Code gave post-revolutionary France its first coherent set of laws concerning property, colonial affairs, the family, and individual rights. In 1804, General Bonaparte, as the new emperor of France, began the arduous task of revising France's outdated and muddled legal system. He established a specific commission, which met more than 80 times to discuss the revolutionary legal revisions, and Napoleon presided over nearly half of these sessions. In March, the Napoleonic Code was finally approved. The Napoleonic Code, therefore, was founded on the premise that for the first time in history, a purely rational law uh, should be created free from all past prejudices and deriving its content from sublimated common sense. Its moral justification was to be found not in ancient custom or monarchical uh, paternalism, but in the conformity to the dictates of reason. It codified several branches of a law, including commercial and criminal law, and divided civil law into categories of property and family. The Napoleonic Code made the authority of men over their families stronger, deprived women of their individual rights, reduced the rights of uh, illegitimate children. All male citizens were also granted equal rights under the law and the uh, right to religious dissent, but colonial slavery uh, was reintroduced. The law was applied to all territories under Napoleon's control and were influential in several other European countries in South America. It was the main influence of the 19th century civil codes of most countries of continental Europe and Latin America. <clears throat> Napoleonic Code finalized in 1804. Well, FGCU's, the Golden Eagles, bid for their first berth in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tur- Women's Basketball Tournament came up disappointingly short uh, yesterday, the 12th seeded Eagles never led against the host, uh, number four seeded Wildcats, who outplayed FGC on both ends of the court in a 76 to 57 win before a raucous crowd at Finnerman's Pavilion. Obviously, a tough way to go out, said FGCU Carl Schmesko. Uh, we played a great team and uh, they beat us, and we were going to have to play a great game, and we didn't do that, he said. Uh, he also, you know, yesterday they won a, a game against number five Washington State, so uh, they had a good year. And you know what? He's been consistently a great coach for FGCU in the women's basketball program. So, c- congratulations to Carl Smesco again, finishing in the round of 32. Well, the Florida Supreme Court Justice Ricky Polston announced yesterday he stepped down uh, on March the 31st, giving Governor Ron DeSantis yet another opportunity to place his imprint on the state's highest court. <clears throat> In a two-page uh, paragraph, letter, uh, paragraph letter to DeSantis, he's 67 years of old, did not uh, detail his reason for his resignation after more than 14 years on the Supreme Court. He served from 2012 to 14 as Chief Justice and also was a judge on the first district course of appeal before getting appointed to the Supreme Court. The resignation set the stage for a nomination process that will lead to DeSantis appointing a replacement. And while DeSantis will appoint a conservative justice, the choice likely won't result in much dramatic change on the court as Polston himself had been reliably conservative on most issues. So our gratitude for his service and uh, for his courtesy in allowing uh, DeSantis to have another bite at the apple, be able to appoint another justice. 
So Senator Joe Manchin slammed President Joe Biden for vetoing a bipartisan and anti-ESG bill and prioritizing a radical policy agenda over getting the best financial results for millions of Americans and their retirement investments. The administration continues to prioritize their radical policy agenda over the economic, energy, and national security needs of our country, and it's absolutely infuriating, said Manchin, who is up for re-election this cycle. Manchin was referring to Biden's issue his first, he issued his first veto on Monday to reject a bipartisan bill, H.R. 30, which would nullify his Labor Department ruling allowing left-wing environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, policies to be considered in retirement investing. West Virginians are under increasing stress as we continue to recover from a -a once-in-a-generation pandemic, pay the bills amid record inflation, and face the largest land war in Europe since World War II, Manchin continued. The administration's unrelenting campaign to advance a radical social and environmental agenda is only exacerbating these challenges, he said. Ultimately, the Biden Labor Department rule enables fund managers to weigh climate change and prioritizes ESG and initiatives, a form of leftist activism and financial investing, which selecting retirement investments and exercising shareholder rights such as proxy voting. It will also roll back a rule made under former President Trump to protect Americans' retirement plans. This is unfortunate. The legislation passed uh, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives and the Democrat-controlled Senate to get to the president's desk. In the Senate, Manchin and uh, Tester, John Tester from Montana, joined uh, Republicans in passing the legislation opposing the rule. ESG rule will weaken our energy, national, and economic security while jeopardizing the hard-earned retirement savings of West Virginians, said the senator said. Uh, Fortunately, we're protected from all this because there's uh, the House and Senate in Florida passed uh, a bill to uh, forbid ESG uh, uh, rules involved in uh, investments for those who work for the uh, state government. So hopefully the word will get out. I know that Larry Fink, who's the president of BlackRock, has backed off on his language about all this. So hopefully uh, other ways will prevent this from uh, prevent. It will hurt investment returns for millions of Americans. That's just very unfortunate. President Joe Biden on Monday signed into uh, law a bill requiring the government to declassify intelligence related to possible origins of COVID-19. His signature follows the House and Senate Senate unanimously voting in favor of the measure, a rare moment of bipartisan consensus. The vote tallies meant that the measure would likely have survived a presidential veto had Biden opted to withhold his signature. So uh, he signed the bill, and that's a good thing. He's also signed a bill to... uh, or, or uh, not signed, he's vetoed a bill. Uh, well, let me see, I'm doing this from memory, but uh, the fact of the matter is that the Washington, D.C. soft on crime bill will not become uh, law, the law of the land because uh, Joe Biden did not support it, and that's a good thing. So uh, uh, with, with all the things that Biden does so poorly, we got to give him credit for doing something good. Well, Joe Kennedy, a high school football coach fired for praying at games, has reached a $2 million settlement with the school board and will be reinstated as a coach. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three in Kennedy's favor in August of 22 when the justices ruling that the First Amendment protected his right to pray on the field. A court later ruled in October 22 that the Bremerton School District in Washington State must hire him back by March 2023. In a statement on the website dated March 6, Bremerton High School said that he would be assistant coach for the 2023 season. Uh, uh, Kennedy began praying on the 50-yard line alone at the end of the games until several students started joining him, which morphed into uh, him giving short inspirational talks in which he cited God and religion. When the school district learned of this practice, they asked him to stop and eventually fired him in 2015 when he refused to comply. Well, I think that might settle that then. $2 million, the Bremerton School District is going to be out $2 million to the coach, and uh, he then can return as a coach, and also I guess he'll be praying on the field again. Reverend Franklin Graham on Monday called on Christians to pray for former President Donald Trump in light of the politically motivated attacks against him, particularly the looming indictment at the hands of leftist Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. 
we need to pray for the country and where it's headed. The left in Washington and across the country just can't get their fill of attacking Donald Trump. They are so paranoid of him, Graham said in Monday afternoon's social media post. The onslaught against him is continual. There's no question the media and the left manipulated the last election, and they are scared to death of Donald Trump's possible return, Graham continued, noting the establishment of media runs negative stories on him night after night. Uh, Now they're talking about the possibility of arresting him in the hopes that they would prevent him from running for president again, and that would be a huge mistake. The charges against him are definitely politically motivated, Graham said, before asking fellow Christians to pray for Trump, specifically that God will direct uh, the former president's steps. I would like to ask Christians across the country to pray specifically for former President Donald Trump, that God's hand would be upon him, protect him, and direct him in every step he takes, and that God's will will be done. We need to work together to strengthen this nation and not divide it and destroy it, Grump had, uh, Graham added. Graham remarks comment that as the nation awaits the move of George Soros-backed Bragg, as Trump predicted over the weekend that Trump would be arrested this week. Apparently it's not going to happen today. Uh, some predict that it would. It may not happen at all. Actually, the, uh, the uh, playback against this has been so strong, I just... <laughs> wonder if this uh, guy, uh, 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 Alvin Bragg, has the uh, intestinal fortitude to stand by his convictions on this, because this case is extremely weak. And since we're on the uh, topic of spiritual things, revival meetings are breaking out on historically black college campuses following similar events at other universities last month. Asbury University, you may recall, in Wilmore, Kentucky, made headlines nationwide when a February 8th chapel service turned into a two-week, 24-7, nonstop prayer and prayer session. Other universities in Ohio, Alabama, Texas, and Tennessee reported similar outpourings happening on their campuses. Yasmin Pierce is the director of Black Voices Movement and told CBN... Uh, the news outlet, her uh, group recently sent teams to 20 to 30 historically black colleges and universities uh, to fill a need that they saw. That is so interesting. We'll keep an eye on that and see how this develops. But uh, could we be having a spiritual revival here in the United States, starting with young people? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, the longest-serving Democrat in the Louisiana State Legislature, Francis Thompson, has changed parties, giving Republicans a 70-vote supermajority that allows the GOP to override a veto by the state's Democrat governor, uh, John Bell Edwards. Uh, Thompson, who was first elected in the state house as a Democrat in 75, has already caucused with the Republicans and last year signed on GOP-led legislation exempting religious institutions from the state public health orders that the governor eventually vetoed, as well as concealed carry bill that will mainly support was supported by Republicans. He said, let me be clear, nothing has changed. He said, there are values and principles that I firmly hold on to guide my decisions. My conservative voting record over my years in the legislature speaks for itself. He added, the push this past several years by Democrat leadership on both the national and state level to support certain issues do not align with those values and the principles that are part of my Christian life. So good for him. Maybe this is a canary in the coal mine in terms of what's going to be happening uh, with uh, others who see it the way he sees it. That might be Democrat. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadobo. She is the president of the Florida State Senate. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. 
I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Now, maybe some fruit. Travis, do you want some fruit? Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. And really for some very short money, uh, you can have yourself protected and travel with confidence. Visit the website internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senator as well as the president of the Florida State Senate, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I know it's been very busy because all kinds of stories are coming out on <laughs> legislation going through the Senate as well as the House. And uh, and uh, it's is it is are you as busy as it looks like you're busy? Um, I, you know, I as as I said you off air, I, I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we we have a it's a sprint to the finish. Um, you know, a 60-day session goes very quickly, and we have a lot of bills that we need to get across the finish line, um, a lot of important legislation for the House, the Senate, and the Governor, and we're ready to go. Well, you know, uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to hear about is the uh, tort reform and mm-hmm. what uh, what that's beginning to look like and what, it, uh, what kind of impact it might have on uh, Florida citizens. Uh, can you give us an update? Yeah, the, uh, the, the tort bill is going to the floor this week. Uh, Senator Hudson has maneuvered it through several committees, uh, despite a lot of opposition from the trial lawyers, who uh, the ones who gin up all these lawsuits. Um, there's a lot of uh, in, important provisions in it, um, particularly how uh, how we're handling uh, bad faith cases uh, that trial lawyers are bringing against insurers that have no merit. Um, there's a, uh, a, a part, part of the bill regarding premises liability for um, like a, um, apartment complexes and people that uh, commit bad acts. There's uh, attorney's fee provisions. It's, it's a very comprehensive bill, and uh, I think it'll go a long way to bring down the, the, the rising cost of litigation in our state. Well, that's good news. I, I was talking with an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, this past uh-huh. uh, Saturday, I think it was, and uh, he had said that uh, many uh, doctors don't want to come to Florida because of the cost of uh, insurance. I'm wondering, is this going to splash it at all on that? Over time, it will, um, because of the, the litigation climate in our state it has been uh, pretty horrific, and so you know their malpractice insurance rates have been pretty high because of all the litigation that they've had to face. Mm-hmm. So uh, this should cut some of that down. Unfortunately, it's going to take time. The other thing that we also have to do, and, and we've seen it in Southwest Florida, although we're we're this this um, 
robust tort reform bill will do a lot. We also have to hold the insurance companies uh, responsible for some of their their lack of uh, claim handling um, from the hurricane. So there's just a lot that has to be done this year. Yeah. There's always unintended consequences for big movements like this. How are the insurance uh, companies handling it? Well, the the problem with the there are a number of companies, not all, that um, are denying claims immediately from from the hair claim without even uh, doing any serious investigation mm-hmm. or adjusting, and uh, that is not what we intended when we passed the the insurance uh, reform bill in special session in uh, December. So we're going to have to hold them accountable, and that's something we'll do this session as well. So interesting. So when do you think uh, consumers uh, will begin to see the impact on their insurance costs and their and uh, what's happening here in Florida? I think uh, our estimates are probably next cycle and then more fully uh, the, the following year because everybody's renewing right now. Mm. So, you know, we're hoping, and, and I know my rates went up, mine doubled. Uh, I'm hearing from everyone that the rates are going up significantly because it's going to, and it's just going to take time for this to sort itself through. Oh, your premiums doubled. <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, you live in a condominium, right? So yes, I do. But you're, I'm sure your insurance for the whole building has is, is probably gone up. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So, uh, how, about, uh, how about housing, of affordable housing? Well, that, that bill passed the Senate unanimously two weeks ago, and uh, it's going, uh, it's, it's moving through the House. I think it has, it just went through its last committee stop, and it's ready for the House floor. Um, and it, it should go, it's going to go to the House floor, I believe, on Thursday. So once that's done, we'll send it off to the governor and hope he signs it right away. It's just so refreshing to you. I'm sure you have. Uh, certainly, I, I read all the negative comments from uh, the Democrats on what's going on and uh, the accusations that they make. But it must be just fun to to be able to pass legislation <laughs> yes. with with a supermajority and and not have to uh, worry about uh, the contentious left uh, opposing what you're trying to accomplish. You're absolutely right, but you know uh, our our Democrats in the in the Senate, the Florida Senate, are are um, pretty respectful. We we do I'd say ninety percent of the bills that we pass are bipartisan. Mm. Um, we do have our conservative agenda that they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get it done, move on. Absolutely, Kathleen Passadum again, our state senator as well as president of the Florida State Senate. I just genuinely appreciate your taking time with us here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well, Kathleen. Thank you. All right, coming up. Uh, you know, this is a nice opportunity to remind you of a great opportunity. The Optima Foundation is presenting our inaugural Education Freedom Gala uh, with Greg Gutfeld. That's coming up this Sunday, uh, March 26th, at the Ritz-Carlton at Naples. Start cocktail reception at 6 o'clock. Uh, the dinner and program starts at 7. It's for a great cause, the Optima Foundation. By the way, full disclosure, I serve on their board. We uh, create charter schools, the governance and the fundraising. You may be aware that uh, you're, you're not able to open a charter school without initial funding uh, for the property as well as the school year uh, for a couple of years. So uh, we, we raise money for that as well as uh, some guidance for the people and uh, the uh, uh, the. Uh, Hillsdale College uh, curriculum for classical education is uh, what is used in the schools that we create. So we're creating about two schools a year in Florida. I hope you support them. And one of a great way, great way to do that is go to optima.foundation, optima.foundation, and uh, click on events, and you'll find this wonderful Education Freedom Gala. It's on Sunday, March the 26th. And again, at the Ritz-Carlton in Naples, it's going to be a great time. I hope you'll I hope you'll join us. All right, coming up, we're, we're going to be visiting uh, with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? 
Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional theater at its very best and also uh, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. I hope you check it out and get some tickets. The website is golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seaton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen, former radio host in Madison, Wisconsin, had her own sh- show for years, and now uh, help- helping entertain us down here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Boo. Well, I'm going to talk with you this morning about one of my favorite things, money. <laughs> well, it certainly facilitates a lot of freedom here in the in our lives. What about money that interests you? Well, uh, first of all, let me ask you, do you know how much money is currently in is in still in use in circulation as we speak? You, you mean, uh, well, that's that's what is it? M1, I think they call it. You know what, Boo? I'm uh, I'm ashamed to admit I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know either. But, you know, the the bills that we use now is the 1, the 5, the 10, the 20, the 50, and the $100 bills, right? Right. Okay. So there's $1.87 trillion in, currently in circulation. But these, the 1, 5, 10, 20, 50, 10, 100, were not always the most common. They are now, but they didn't always used to be. One that we don't use anymore was a half cent. A half a penny. Huh. And it was discontinued back in 1857. Now, I don't know why you'd use a half a penny, but maybe back then even a penny was a lot of money. So they did a half a penny. All right, so let me sh- sh- share this with you. I can recall when I lived in Herndon, Virginia, uh, and as a little boy, I was probably five years or six years of age, I would walk down to the corner candy store, that, yeah. And I would uh, take my penny or two pennies or whatever it might be and get some hot balls or whatever there might be that uh, my candy, you know, my little uh, dose of candy at that age. And you could get something for a penny. Wow. Back then you could. <laughs> yeah. Back then now, I don't even know why we even have still pennies in circulation. Yeah. But <laughs> when this was minted, it was made of 100% copper. Uh-huh. And now most coinage is not, you know, it's a blend. Right. Uh, another bill that is no longer in big circulation but is still around is a $2 bill. And I actually have a couple $2 bills. So do I. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of special, aren't they? Uh, well, you'd like to think so. I'm, I th- I'm keeping it. I don't know why I'm keeping it. I think it's because I think it's going to become more valuable. But I'm not sure that's going to happen. I don't either. You know, they're they're reordered every two to four years because there's not most of a demand for it. Do you know who's on the two dollar bill? Oh my goodness! Well, could it be? 
I forgot. Nah. Oh. No, I don't remember. Thomas Jefferson. It's on the $2 bill. Yep. I had no idea. Okay, there used to be a $500 bill, and that is was taken out of circulation in 1969. Hmm. It, and it is still considered legal tender, but it's not basically in circulation. And let me see, who was on it? McKinley is on the $500 bill. Have you ever seen one? I've never seen one, no. Neither have I. Now, isn't uh-huh. there isn't there a hundred? Now it's a sought after collector's item. Wow, isn't there a, a isn't there a hundred thousand or a ten thousand dollar bill? There is. I'm going to work my way up. Okay. To that. <laughs> there was also a three cent coin. Wow. And that was uh, that existed between 1851 and 1890 1889. So that was not around a lot, and that was made entirely of silver, and that's what led to its downfall. People hoarded them during the Civil War. Sure. So they weren't widely circulated. Hmm. So they have stopped being produced. Then there was a $5,000 bill. Uh-huh. Did you know that? I, I think I did, but uh, yes, uh, I, know, I think there was a $10,000 bill too, but I'm, I don't remember the $5,000 bill. It was uh, it was uh, released in 1868, and then Richard Nixon, in order to prevent money launders from carrying out bad deeds, what they did is they he eliminated the five thousand dollar bill, and now only a couple hundred remain. Hmm. But they're very valuable, you know, they're collectors' items. Mm-hmm. And lastly, there was not a ten thousand. But a hundred thousand dollar bill. Are they still in circulation? No, <clears throat> no. In fact, they never were. Uh-huh. This one is, you know, we always use the, the biggest denomination is the hundred dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was they had the image of uh, Woodrow Wilson on it, but it was never issued for public use or circulation. And that's the ten thousand dollar bill. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Woodrow Wilson. Yes. You know, only forty two thousand were made, and now you you can't even hold, collectors can't even get them due to legal reasons, and so they're in the Smithsonian. Huh, that is so fascinating. Part part of this discussion, I mean, three cents and a half cent, and all, just it's just a reminder of how much inflation has impacted our purchasing power over the years. It's just been unbelievable. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, my heavens. Now, what would you do with a half-cent coin? I mean, that's goofy. We don't even know what to do with pennies. I know. Do you, ha- do you have it? I have a jar of coins. <laughs> I don't know why I have a jar of coins. But a big old uh, prune juice a jar of, of coins <clears throat> that I keep, and uh, I haven't added anything to it in years. Because I don't, you know, do you use coins at all? I almost never use coins in, in purchasing items. <clears throat> yes, because I'll tell you, most women's wallets have a coin purse mm-hmm. attached to it as part of it. So when they give you coins, at least women, because you throw your your wallet in a purse, so we have a, the ability to carry it around. You guys don't. You don't want coins jingling around in your pants. No, no. So, But it's so interesting, though, how... Yeah, now paper money is pretty much the uh, uh, you, what the what we use for uh, for purchasing, other than credit cards. My concern is we're going to end up with some sort of digital currency that's uh, going to allow uh, nefarious acts with our money and and our valuables. I think so. Aren't they trying right now, or haven't they been trying to get rid of the hundred dollar bill or the twenty hundred because of drug dealers? Huh. Wow. They've been trying to get rid of the $100 bill. Now, obviously, they haven't been successful in, in uh, any of that. But I didn't know that money kind of changes. I didn't know there was a $500 bill, Yeah, three-cent coin. I never knew that any of those existed. Neither did I. And uh, my concern is uh, more and more uh, coins and uh, forms of currency are going to disappear as we move closer and closer to digital currency and government control. I think you're right. Yeah. 
I think so. You know, another example of we're headed down the wrong road. Another example of that, Boo, and it's just not right. <laughs> so No. Get out your prune jar. Yeah. <laughs> I've always got that. <laughs> I can always fall back on the prune jar. Boo, it's always fun. That's to... indicative of your age. You may want to say you've got an orange juice. Uh, <laughs> well, the I funny thing is, I've had I've, I've had this prune jar, Jace, a jar, probably for I'm guessing thirty years, forty years. Oh, what well, has to be gigantic! I, you know, every time we've moved, I've carried this <laughs> this jar of pennies and nickels <laughs> from place to place. I'm kind of a hoarder, boo, if you didn't know it. But uh, so that's that's probably that's part of the problem. So you wouldn't take it to a bank and say, okay, <clears throat> count the money, because they can do that real easily. They've got those machines, yeah. and they give you the money in bills. Well, I could do that, but uh, my belief is, I don't have the the intellectual curiosity or the willingness to do this, but to go through the coins and see if there aren't some coins in there that are pretty valuable. Oh, if you've been doing this for years, I bet there is. Oh, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. And God. I may have to fall back on that after all. <laughs> Everything is going going on in this country. Boo, it's always... The prune jar. <laughs> yeah, the, the prune, prune jar strategy. <laughs> I, Boo, I always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Spend your money. Okay, thank you, Boo. You too. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more. Right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional somber formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of issues is unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website DignityMemorial.com. That's www.DignityMemorial.com.
Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Linda Harden. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. I can't. We're not doing it. Um, <laughs> well, you're doing your part, Seton. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Well, unfortunately, it's not happening in uh, D.C. or many state capitals. But go ahead, yes. Yeah, so uh, you wrote a piece uh, on lessgovernment.org. It's called Exit Zone. Of course, you and I have been talking about this story for a while, so it's uh, so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> CGOP, can you, you can block awful nominees. Uh, so giving the Republicans a, a little credit for uh, what's happened here, maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it, there's this notion going around Washington. Uh, I'm, I remember specifically in the Obama administration, Mitch McConnell said it about judicial nominees. He said, well, the president won the election and he gets his nominees. No, he doesn't. If yeah. they're going to violate the Constitution... They don't get them. They don't. They can't. They can't get the nomination. Right. You can't confirm someone just because somebody won an election. You don't get to overturn the Constitution because you won an election. And this applies not just to judges. It applies to every you know bureaucrat in the executive branch that has to be Senate c- confirmed. And we've talked about Gigi Stone for a while because he nominated Biden nominated her eight months into his administration, and and and. Uh, she she couldn't get past the not you know normally in a in a situation when someone's nominated they get they get one senate hearing they get voted up or down and then you know they they get they get confirmed they go and do their job right she had th- she had three <laughs> senate uh, senate hearings on her nomination because one she's awful and two they did they wouldn't bring it to a vote because you know it's 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 like Pelosi always did. When she was speaker, she wouldn't bring a vote until she already knew she had the votes in hand to win it. Uh-huh. That was how she did it. So they knew they didn't have the votes, and it wasn't because of Republicans exclusively. It was annoying. I was doing the re- research on the article, and the Hill newspaper said, after two years of partisan gridlock. Well, no, that's a lie. Yeah. Because the, the, the Republicans never had a Senate majority. They weren't blocking her. It, was, it wasn't just the Republicans. Uh, Kristen Sinema had, uh, from, from Arizona, the independent, now independent, she was Democrat, now she's moved to independent. She'd expressed opposition, or at least w- never came out and said, I'm, you know, I'm voting for her. And Joe Manchin, West Virginia Democrat, had specifically said, I'm not voting for her. And he said it all along. Yeah. And, and, and so that, that, that was a little, uh, minor annoyance in the Hill newspaper, Partisan gridlock. No, it was bipartisan opposition. You always want bipartisanship. There it is. We have it right here. Bipartisanship. Uh, so, so um, from from your actually in previous commentary, you've told us that she's actually a very nice person. Uh, but oh, I know her personally. She's. I've done two. I put together two hill events in my entire life, and she participated in both of them. She's a very nice lady. A nice lady, and also extremely smart. She's a smart lady. So, what is it about her that? Uh, uh, well, she's. Very, very left wing and very, very radical. I've said some things that question your, that make you question her adherence to and belief in the Constitution. Uh-huh. Uh, um, you know, you know, she's a lawyer. I'm not, but I think it's pretty obvious through many, many court rulings and just the basic reading of the Constitution, which the founding fathers never said you had to be a lawyer to read and understand. Um, you know, for example, he she wanted to reimpose net neutrality under and reclassify the internet yeah. under a new under a new classification under law for the Federal Communications Commission, which was like 1884 railroad law and 1934 telephone law. Now, first of all, it makes no sense from a you know technological perspective. You know, a phone was one one direction. Uh, a railroad's one direction. The web is the web. There's nine million different directions. Doesn't make any sense. Plus, 
the FCC can't vote unilaterally, have five bureaucrats vote to change the law. Congress has to change the law and say, hey, FCC, we're now changing it. We're reclassifying the Internet. And she just flat out said, I don't think that's correct. I think yeah. I think the FCC can unilaterally do it. Well, it's, it's obvious that they can't do it. You know, so she wants to violate. She's saying in her hearing she's going to violate the Constitution. Well, here's the thing: what? is Seton don't I mean, get confirmed to your gig. Here's the thing: you, as you said so many times on the show, I mean, the the internet is a free market Xanadu, and uh, <laughs> and the it reminds me of the old saying: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What's why do we need government control? And uh, you know, it's still it, it, again just 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 this week in Europe. The, you know the, the subject of net neutrality came up again, and it's like, God, it's like this. It's it's like the Walking Dead. It's it's just a zombie uh, idea that keeps going, and you know, as as the internet gets faster and bigger and better and more and reaches more people and gets and and uh, you know you get, you get ubiquitous coverage with with five G is going to be amazing ubiquitous coverage because it's so much easier to reach reach people. It's just like, you know, you've got this mid-20th century. It's, it's like, just to show you how dated the idea of net neutrality is, they have to go back 100 years in law yeah. to justify implementing it. And it's like, you guys are supposed to be progressives. You're supposed to want to move forward. What is, what is this deep desire to go back 100 years? And, of course, it's, it's just like everything else in the Biden administration, even though this idiotic idea predates the Biden administration. It's they don't want things to get better. They want things to regress. They don't want everyone to have cheap, abundant energy. Right. They don't want everybody to have, you know, a free market that ha that gives them abundant opportunities to earn a living and take care of their families. They, they don't want that. That's it's, right. It's quite obvious from their actions. So as you, as you've pointed out though in your column, I mean the interesting thing is finally after waiting for a couple of years, she's decided to withdraw her candidacy. Yes, she had three hearings. She had a third hearing this year because uh, because when after the uh, after the uh, midterms, the uh, Biden administration has to go through a pro forma thing of renominating anybody that hadn't been that they nominated in the previous Congress. And, and they hadn't been confirmed. And a lot of them were just a chronology thing. You know, they were nominated in November and Congress didn't get to them. Right. Uh, but she'd been lingering for, you know, forever. And she had a third hearing. And then finally she just, she withdrew her nominate, her name from consideration because, again, they did a head count and they didn't have the votes in the Senate to confirm her. So she finally, you know, speaking of zombie yeah. Walking Dead. This is a zombie nomination. Absolutely. Uh, everyone knew it was dead, and it, it kept shambling along anyway, and she finally just put an end to it. Seat Motley again, the and, founder. And again, it reminds, it reminds Republicans, even in the minority, yeah. you can do this. That's exactly right. That's, the, that's of course, the story uh, here. Object lesson. Seat, I always appreciate your commentary here in the show. I recommend our listeners to uh, lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. She knows a lot about what's going on. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Offices located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us my lovely wife, Linda. She's uh, always scouring the Internet for news and updates. Thank you so much for joining us. Just trying to save the world. I know. Well, say by the way, speaking of which, uh, things are happening. The velocity of the news is just so rapid, and of course, we've got this indictment hanging over uh, our president, uh, Donald Trump. Who, and, by the way, if, if he was anybody else in the whole wide world, no one would even bother. And and the fact that they're trying to, they're trying to. Um, you know, it's it's just so funny. People have had enough of this. They've been after this guy since he since he announced running for president back right. in 2015. Right. And nothing has come of it. And they and they keep trying and they keep trying. And they don't. They're they are so tone deaf. The the left, the George Soros, all these people that are part of the deep deep state. They are so tone deaf that they think a we're stupid and that b that we're not going to get tired of all of it and see right through what they're doing. So to, to me it looks there are signs that perhaps Alvin Bragg, the uh, district attorney in the state of New York, is beginning to uh, get nervous about all this. They're putting up barricades around uh, the courthouse, I guess. Well, they're, they did they did yesterday, but now nothing's happening. So He's not going to be indicted today. Well, no, and and here's what I found out, which you may or may not know, uh-huh. is that, I mean, we watched Tucker last night and saw the guy, that the quote-unquote witness that they had uh, 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 regarding this Michael Cohen. Yeah. Okay, that blew up in their faces because because this Costello guy said that um, the obvious, what we all know, is that Michael Cohen is a convicted felon and liar, and... Um, and and he just he says I'm not a Trump fan, but I I'm here to tell the truth about what's really going on here. He said um, everything that Michael Cohen said on the steps of the courthouse was absolutely diametrically opposed to what he told us. And this Costello was a representative of Cohen, mm-hmm. so Cohen's looking like an absolute fool. Oh, by the way, Michael Cohen came out today and said, "Oh, what Robert Costello said he he might he should be a fiction writer for what he said." The guy can't stop lying. Well, so, so, so one, now, one, one question I have though is, uh, if he's his attorney, Cohen's attorney. He was a he he was he was not his attorney. Oh, I see. Okay, he was not his attorney. He was a he was a representative that was counseling with Michael Cohen during the time he was being. All right, so so he didn't violate client. No, uh, no, no, no pr- privilege. No. So so here's what's really interesting. Guess who doesn't operate on a Tuesday? The grand jury. The grand jury's off today. Mm. So nothing's happening. So, so, so that escaped Alvin Bragg's knowledge, or, or, or well, that's or, what I'm saying is that this this quote unquote witness Robert Costello, he thought it was he was in tall cotton having this guy come in, and I don't know what he was supposed to say to endorse what my but but clearly um, this Alvin Bragg is grasping at straws to try and get something, probably under the pressure of George Soros, who by the way paid this guy's Alvin Bragg's. Um, campaign one million dollars to get him elected yeah. to New York. So so now now Al- Alvin and his, Alvin Bragg is the guy that's uh, let people out of jail. He's not enforcing the yeah. law. Yeah. I mean he's he's another one of those uh, like uh, the guy in in uh, Los Angeles. The couple right. have been right, right, right. Uh, Gar- Garcon, in Garcon. Los so so 
so here's the deal. He's he's trying to get um, Alvin Bragg is a local official. In other words, he's working out of New York City. Right. The problem he's having is he's trying to make this into a federal case, literally. Yeah. And he's coming up empty with it. So so he's freaking, and now the Republicans are having him come down on Thursday to ask him a few questions under deposition. That'll under, be fun. Yeah, and, and saying, <laughs> are you using federal funds to do this? You can't do that. Yeah. It's going to be really, really interesting. Meanwhile, they have another quote-unquote witness coming in to see the grand jury tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which will be open. So, so the left is running around with their hair on fire going, oh, crap, we thought we'd have... Nan- Did you know Nancy Pelosi and her husband flew into New York City yesterday? And people are speculating that it was to see um, Trump arrested today. Well, they're coming up empty. Now they're running around with their hair on fire because they don't have anything. And people are saying on social media, the Internet, well, what other fa- false flags... Are, are they going to throw into the, the mix now? By the way, we've got, we've got um, the banking crisis, which is, which is blowing up. Biden is screwing up everything he touches. He just sent another $350 million to Ukraine, and people are getting fed up with that. This is going to be a week for the ages, I'm convinced Yeah, of well, and not only that, but the vice is closing around Hunter Biden and all his nefarious dealings with the communist Chinese. That's all being exposed right now. Well, I- and, 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 and oh, by the way, um, I think I mentioned this to you, but, but James Comer, the guy, the head of the oversight, the House Oversight Committee, is doing yeoman's work, and he's got these bank records. And what the Biden people never thought was that Comer was going to be able to access the bank records. They are freaking out about that. And now he's he even posted the bank records on Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. So so and that's just one set. He's got 11 more that are coming in. Wow. So uh, nowhere to hide. Uh, you can run, but you can't hide uh, Joe, Joe Biden. So this is all so interesting. And it, it, quite frankly, there's some speculation that all this is happening now, and I'm talking about Alvin Bragg, uh, as cover for the news that's breaking about the uh, investigations into Hunter Biden and and, the, uh, and uh, all the nefarious activities with the communist Chinese. Well, it, it's true, and, and I think I told you that um, uh, yesterday that, you know, that Russia and China... Uh, the leaders of Russia and China, Putin and she, were meeting yesterday and maybe talking about peace or whatever. Meanwhile, Anthony Blinken, our, our Secretary of State, who is just, oh, he's just awful. By the way, he has ties, his family has ties to George Soros, let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. But, but he got up in front and looked absolutely rattled because he's going, oh, we, we can never have peace because the, the job in Ukraine, um, we need to help Ukraine win. We can't have... They don't want peace. They don't want peace. Nobody in the Biden administration or anybody in the um, industrial military complex want peace because they stop getting money. Well, well uh, you know, it's uh, uh, President Eisenhower uh, warned us about the military industrial complex, and right now that warning stands true. Uh, there's a little book written called uh, War is a Racket. And it certainly is. We just keep on producing and uh, pushing out ways to kill people. And uh, we, we should, we, this would be so easy to solve. I don't think, I, you know, I, <clears throat> I wonder if Z wants peace in Ukraine or not. Uh, but I think he, he came to actually talk to uh, Putin about peace in Ukraine. I think, I think, it's, I think there, it's so deeply ingrained in what's going on we don't have enough time if we talked about it all day yep we if we talked about it all day and oh by the way um how involved is the cia in all of this and too? absolutely linda just really appreciate your comments. are we done already we are done already oh, time boy. flies when you're having fun doesn't oh, it? boy all right well thank you so much for joining us all right well that's, that's a wrap here on today's show i hope you enjoyed it uh, tomorrow, we've got great guests, including Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz, will be joining us as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden 
at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. It's one of the ways we expand our network and support our advertisers. We can't do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.